0: Welcome, you are listening to the Overseas Life Redesign podcast, where you'll hear fun, relaxed, and inspirational interviews with people who are really living the dream. I'm Don Fleming, an attorney turned alchemist, and your host for the show, coming to you from the tropical island paradise of Isla Mujeres, Mexico. Listen to conversations with courageous souls who've stepped out of their comfort zone and designed a new way of life. They'll share their experiences, wisdom and offer practical steps you can take to redesign your life overseas. Listen and you'll believe if you can dream it, you can achieve it. I am here with uh, Brenda LaMonica and I'm very happy to be able to do this interview. Uh, she has been very, very busy of late and visitors early in the year. Mom was here, so we uh, <laughs> finally able to get to do this. So thank you so much, Brenda, for taking the time today to chat with me. I really appreciate it.
1: Oh, well, thanks for inviting me. I'm excited and nervous at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can relax. <laughs> you got
0: your coffee. I got my coffee. We're good. Um, so I, I, a lot of times we start with the, the background, like how did this overseas life redesign all get started? But I think I would prefer to start this morning with why we're doing this interview at 7.30 in the morning because you are a busy lady these days in spite of the fact that we're all uh, under quarantine and lockdown. So can you tell me a little bit about how that project all came about? I think I'm going to have to have you repeat that question. Oh, okay. What I was saying is one, one of the reasons we're talking so early this morning at 7.30 is you're a busy lady because of your project that has been keeping you busy while a lot of us have been Locked down, and I know some people are going stir crazy. You're out and about doing some really awesome work, so I just was yeah. um, wanting you to talk a little bit about that, how that came about.
1: Well, it all came about when um, the good old COVID virus came about, and as everyone knows or doesn't know, Isla is a very small island off the coast of Cancun, and we've um, we live here full time now, and. We kind of lost all our rentals for the next few months, months to come. And the way it started was everyone on the island works in tourism. You know, all the locals pretty much work in tourism in a certain way. And all of a sudden you find probably 95% of the island out of jobs, no income, um, no ways to feed their families. And it started with me making pickles. <laughs> I remember we I'm got the maker. wonderful pickles from you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can <laughs> attest to that. So, I, and kind of a little background, I started making pickles on Isla because I had a hard time finding a good pickle in Mexico. Amen. So, I made, yeah. <laughs> so, I started, I, I decided a way I could help was I could make pickles and sell them, and all the funds could go towards. Originally it was feed Isla, a great group of people that started to help, um, you know, help feed the people on Isla in this time of crisis. Well, then I had friends started messaging me, you know, we want to donate. We see you, you know, you've gone out there a couple times and brought food bags to people. So through my own personal email, I started still making pickles and um, people started donating towards, um, just making pantry bags of necessities for people, or if a mother needed diapers and formula. And, you know, I found most of the locals were more worried about their babies than themselves, if I could just help them feed their babies. And so it kind of started from there. And um, it's been probably one of the biggest changes in my life, you know, through all of this. Yeah,
0: and you, you do this every day, right? You, you've been going out every tra- almost every day. Yep.
1: Popo, my neighbor, is a taxi driver, and I kind of brought him on board. And we have every morning, we start about 9 o'clock. We started out going to Ched Now we're at a different place called Donna Sousa because sure. I wasn't old enough to get in Ched that early. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tom can only go between 8 and 10.
1: Yeah, so um, we go, we do our shopping to make our pantry bags, and um, we deliver about five a morning, except for Sundays. That's the day I take off, but I usually try to have some extra ones in my house in case there's an emergency. I get messages from people on a daily basis um, what size diapers, what type of formula. And my youngest is 28, and I have no grandkids. So I have learned a lot about diapers, a lot about formula. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, and, so and then we get we yeah, give directions to people's houses. I try to get a contact number so that when we're driving around, I know, you know. And, of course, Papo knows the island better than I do as a taxi driver. And, um, you know, it's it's just... It's been heartbreaking, it's been emotional. There's days I have cried with locals in the street. there's days they've wanted to hug me, and it's so hard to put my hand up and say, You know, can't do that um, yeah, yeah. They wanted to hand me their babies to hold their babies <laughs> um it's just it's It's just been an, 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 it's been an eye opening experience I bet so how long
0: it's been a few weeks now since you've been doing this right?
1: probably about four weeks now we started kind of right away and it's kind of grown from there um I'd say about four weeks now okay I've been doing it and have you know how are how are the uh, locals doing have you
0: have you noticed um has it changed is it are people more fearful or concerned as this goes on in time? Or what do you, what what kind of feedback are you getting?
1: You know, I haven't seen people be fearful. I, the most thing, the biggest thing I've seen is gratefulness. Okay. Just, you know, I have a saying now that we are all one. Um, I don't see, I don't see people looking at me differently than the, than anyone else except for you know, gratitude, thankfulness. Um, and that's kind of been my saying now is we, we're all one in God's eyes. So Absolutely. We need to take care of each other.
0: Yeah. Cool. Well, that's great. Well, I'll uh, definitely include in the show notes the uh, email address so that if people want to uh, donate um, to your cause, we can get some additional resources for you. So um that's just this is great um it just warms my heart and i'll tell you um i you know i i feel privileged to be able to contribute to your cause but i don't oh, know no. that i have the courage to do what you're doing it um i just admire you so much um i want oh. you your bravery <laughs> you know, I, have
1: to, <laughs> I have to tell you a little backstory here and this might be a little bit off but kind of a daddy's girl and when I when me and my husband finally made the final decision to move to Mexico full-time, my dad was a little bit upset. And um, it was like his baby was leaving him. And about two weeks into this, I got a message from my dad that said, you know, now I know what your calling was to move to Mexico for. And uh, that meant the world to me to finally felt like I had my dad's approval for yeah. what price I made so yeah I have a very close what
0: prompted that did did he come down to see where you were living or what why why did he send that message
1: he's been here a few times um one two three maybe four times we partnered on a project together called villas Chacum a few years ago but the what prompted us to move No, no no what
0: prompted your dad to send that message
1: it started after this whole, um, COVID thing started a couple weeks ago. Just recently. Oh, okay.
0: I thought this was a while ago. Okay.
1: Wow. So no, he- this was a couple weeks ago. So, oh. and yeah, he was just like, I just want to let you know how proud I am of you. And I now know the reason that you were called to move to Mexico full time.
0: Oh, that's so. wonderful. Yeah, very cool. That's that's nice. Um, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it.
1: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I crying think now. All <laughs> all <about it. laughs> I think I'm, I'm now. crying <laughs> that I don't
0: cry. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, we have similar backgrounds. We're both uh, Minnesota girls, and um, yeah. you so know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Um we we kind of grew up. That's in our, our blood, right? To help each other. You you right. don't help each other in Minnesota, you die right? Your car yeah. down or something like that. So, um, yeah, that's, that's how we roll. So it's, it's cool to, to see that down here. Well, awesome. Well, let's um, shift gears a little bit and talk a little bit more. You mentioned, you know, your decision to move to Mexico. So, um, tell us about that. How how long ago was that? I mean, you said uh, before we started that uh, it took you a few years to convince your husband that <laughs> this was the thing yeah. to do. So, so take me back. How did how did this all uh, come? Moving to Mexico come about?
1: Well, um, my first trip to Mexico was in January of two thousand two on a girls' trip. I came for about three years before I ever brought my husband down to Isla. Us girls had rented an apartment downtown. Um, brought my husband. fell in love, of course, right away. Pro- 2004 was the first time I brought him to Isla. And we rented that apartment for nine years um, downtown. It was a great way to get to know locals. We bought our first property on Isla in 2006. Piece of land we still own on the south end. And then in 2012, we were kind of looking around for something, you know, retirement-wise, what could we do? And we found Casa Flores. And funny story, my husband was going out on, we had a boat at that time, and he was going out on a fishing trip. And I said, oh, there's this place, I, I need you to come and look at it quick before you go fishing. So we came and looked at Casa Flores, where I'm sitting right now. And he said, he was in a hurry and he said, do whatever you need to do. So he went out fishing and came back and I had written a purchase agreement <laughs> for it. <laughs> I think he, re- he regretted at the time saying those words, but everything worked out. Um, Casa Flores is where we live in our owner's suite in the back and we rent out the house. And then, uh, so that was 2012. And then about a year later... He said, you know, maybe we should consider moving full-time to Isla and doing the rental thing. We had been in rental in the States. We had our own trucking business, and we were kind of, you know, getting ready. So 2013 had a big moving sale at our place. Sold everything down to our bedroom set. Well, my husband got a little bit of cold feet, so he had to buy me another bedroom set. And uh, then in the summer of 2019, after we because we always spent winters here because trucking in Minnesota we shut down.
0: I was gonna ask, so the nine years you had the apartment downtown, you were snowbirds, you just came down for yeah. the winter. Okay, gotcha.
1: Okay, the winter, um, because being in road construction in Minnesota, you shut down in the winter. Yep, so in 2000, summer of 2000, um, what I actually spent summer 2018. That spring after we went back, he said, I'm finally ready. So I put our place on the market. We knew it would be a tough sell because we lived in the show, shop house, 40 acres. And um, he took off on his motorcycle in November to Mexico to ride it down here. And after he left, we got a purchase agreement on the house. Went through all that. We finally closed on it. We came back to Minnesota in January of 2019, had a, had two weeks to get everything done out. And it was about 50 below zero that time. And we got it done. Um, it was a amazing two weeks and um, we flew through it, moved down here with five suitcases and our two pugs. And then we moved here full time. In the meantime, we had bought another property called Villas Chacum. Renovated. That's that's where my mom and dad came in as partners on that, and um, so now we have five rentals on Isla and um, live here full time and love our life here. <laughs> well, cool.
0: Um, well, that is a really awesome story. There's some things to unpack there, but I think what I'll do is take a break for a moment, and then we'll come
1: back. Okay.
0: Isla Mujeres is a Caribbean jewel off the coast of Cancun. Castellito del Caribe warmly invites you to enjoy our spectacular oceanfront villa located in the heart of El Centro and a short walk to Playa Norte, which is ranked one of the top 10 beaches in the world CastellitoCaribe.com. com. We look forward to seeing you soon. Integrity Vacation Property Management. Trust, truth, results. From buyers' representative services to rental market analysis, staging, marketing, and full service property management, achieving your goals is our top priority. Visit our website at www.integrityvpm.com and get our free guide, Self-Manage or Hire, A Property Owner's Checklist of Issues to Consider. Contact us for a free consultation to see if we can help you maximize the return on your investments. Integrity VPM, Raising the Bar in Vacation Property Management. Okay, and we're back with Brenda. (laughs) I thought you were here a lot longer than that. You seemed like you were... We met, actually, I don't know if you remember, but we actually met when you had a housewarming party for a grand opening for Villas Chacum. Oh, okay. was yep, how, yep. how I first became acquainted with you. And um, you just seemed like you were... Part of the fabric of the community, I didn't realize that, that it was that recent that you had um, moved, moved down here because I knew you had another property and I just thought you were, you know, one of the, the long-term gringos that were here. So you've obviously assimilated into the, the local community quite nicely. But what I was thinking about um, during uh, during the break was, wow, you went from a 40-acre property to an island that is five miles long and a half a mile wide. Tell me about that adjustment. I mean, especially with you and your husband, I mean, it, was it different for, for both of you or, or did you have the same
1: experience? Tell, tell me about that. You know, we always said we went from our 40 acres of just quiet solitude to a small island with your neighbors right there and, You know, it took me a while to get used to the noise, you know, the noise at night. Locals come out at night um, when it's cooler. Um, And it took me a while to get used to that, you know. um, I always worried about the guests. It was too noisy for the guests. And now I've just come to actually love it. I love hearing the sounds. Um, We actually, when we have guests in our house, we live in a small little back area that we call the cave because we have more windows, um, back there. And, um, but we've, we've just, it, it took me probably more of an adjustment than my husband.
0: Okay. I was going to ask, was, was he the same way or
1: he, he took to it? Brian's always, his biggest saying to me is just relax. (laughs) Sounds (laughs) like my husband. (laughs) If you don't well enough, you know, I don't relax very often when we're in and I'm doing laundry I'm running around checking guests and I'm going to town and so this whole thing of having to stay in your house and stuff um yeah it it probably makes me more anxious than anything because I'm usually a mover and a goer and woman after my own heart I
0: get it (laughs) In fact, yeah, it, it's funny. Um, you know, we're downtown, and yeah, absolutely. The the noise is is different um, from what I'm used to too. And yet, since it's been gone for now seven weeks, it's I find it a bit eerie how yeah. quiet it is
1: in a quieter area than we are now because we live out amongst the locals
0: right oh for sure it's i i mean every time i go up and down the stairs i mean i'm looking down the street we're right behind the navy base so i'm looking down the street and there's like nobody i mean you know it's it's really strange so yeah it's 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 different but um but anyway, okay, so you had um, your trucking business in, in Minnesota. So you did, is that something you and your husband did together? Was that like a family business that you worked
1: together? Yep, and it's our, um, we owned it for 20 years, and we actually, when we moved, we sold it to our son who took it over. Oh, fantastic.
0: Yep. Okay, so I, that was going to be my next question: Is you know, do you, are you running it remotely, or or um, did you sell it? And and so it's still in the family, and uh, yeah. your son. Uh, so he he has you there if he needs help with it. I, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. And then your mom just was down. I know this uh, the spring, and yep, uh, my he, mom and dad both actually. I'm sorry. My mom and dad
1: both came down. Oh, they both
0: came down. Okay, and they the how long did they they stay for? Were they mom
1: for four weeks? I believe this time. Okay. Or six weeks. Dad came down for a week.
0: Okay. So and they're not not snowbirds. not snowbirds. They're not coming. out. Nope. <laughs> not
1: yet, but if, uh, you know, mom, as soon as possible.
0: <laughs> yeah. So they're they're interested in. Um, are they still working or or they retired?
1: Actually, my dad is still a independent consultant for plastics engineering at 79 years old.
0: Good for him. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's keeping busy. Well, that's fantastic.
1: And um, you have children? Between Brian and I, we have three children, a 32-year-old son, 28-year-old son, and a 26-year-old daughter.
0: Okay. And are they back in Minnesota? or where? Two in Minnesota,
1: one in Iowa.
0: Okay, and they come down and uh, and visit. No, Nope. <laughs> really,
1: there. Nope, we go I have to go up there to see them.
0: <laughs> well, that's interesting. Are they?
1: Is there re- any particular reason they they don't come visit? Or um, one is doesn't like the heat. That's the one that owns a trucking business. The other one, um, he's just uh, still. Probably trying to find his career move. Okay. And uh yeah, so no grandkids. So how did how did they feel about your move?
0: Uh your moving away?
1: I think they were a little bit prepared for it because we talked about it for quite some time. Okay. I think when we sold our house it happened so fast with the purchase agreement compared to when we finally were told you're gonna be closing in two weeks. So I don't think any of us had really time to think about it too much at that time, but but technology these days, you know, being able to FaceTime and you know internet phones and everything, it's like you can be in the same room and talk to each other. So,
0: well, great point. So, um, yeah, that was going to be my next question: is is that are you able to stay connected uh, technologically? And it sounds like you you do. Oh yeah, yeah, it's been uh, really um, a savior for all of us, I think, um, in this lockdown period, especially to be able to get on and see people Yeah, <laughs> in, exactly. In this way. Cool. So you've got your, uh, rentals here. Have you, did you have a history in the rental is, industry before or is it just something you decided to do and figure out or how did, how did that come about?
1: Well, we did, we were in the uh, rental business as well in Minnesota. We had a seven that we owned for about 10 years. Okay. So I, I dealt with a lot of long-term renters. Um, cause I ran that myself. I didn't have a management company or anything. Sure. Um, so one time I was driving a dump truck, managing the rentals, doing the books for the business and had process floors here.
0: <laughs> wow. So, wow.
1: um, it was a really busy lifestyle for me. And then, um, When we bought Via Chacum, we actually sold our sevenplex in Minnesota to purchase
0: that property,
1: and we did a twelve renovation on that. So, yeah, so I had a little bit of rental experience there, plus real estate. I built houses for a little while, Um, so it kind of took a little bit of everything out of my life and put it all in one.
0: Well, it, I, and and uh likewise I had some property management experience too but never vacation rentals. So it's different, isn't it? <laughs>
1: the yeah, long term is different and actually. Actually I like it a little bit better. You know, it's like people are here one two weeks, you know, it's totally different from long term rentals.
0: Yeah. Well, um, I know, actually, my husband, I think, enjoys it even more than I do, which is kind of strange, because I'm pretty outgoing. But um, he just loves um, interfacing with the guests and hearing their stories and, and, yeah. you know, that whole interaction that you don't get with long term uh, rentals. So it's uh I'm sure you've probably, especially you're right on premises as well. So you do get to, to interact with with folks and um, it's, it's fun. Um, And we get a lot of families and large groups that fly in from different places that stay together. So that dynamic is really fun too. You know, the energy of people, you know, who haven't seen each other for a long time and being here in paradise is, is very hard. So uh, that part of it is, is nice as well. But, uh, but yeah, wow. So you, you did have a uh, incredibly busy lifestyle for a while. And then, uh, coming down here where obviously the pace is a little slower. It, I know you were probably busy getting the um, bill's room ready and then it was done. Right. So you're, you, you, you. Yes.
1: <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> no rentals cancellations, um, yeah, going from like a hundred miles an hour down to zero.
0: <laughs> right. So, how has that been? Um, it, what have you, have you been able to? Like, I've actually been able to do some things that I never had time to do before. So that's been kind of fun. But uh, how's
1: the experience been been for you? Um, you know, we started out doing maintenance stuff. We were like, well, let's get ahead of it. Do a few here. You know, I've got beautiful gardens at Chacum. I can or here at Casa Flores, I can work in every day because I had a degree in horticulture. So um, yeah, um, and then I thought, oh, I can organize drawers. I can organize this and that. And you know, you have to really get inside your head every day it seems like because you go, oh, I can do that tomorrow. I can do that tomorrow. So the excuse of it, I don't have time to get things done can't be an excuse anymore now it's just you just find out that I don't know it's just staying mentally aware of where you are every day for me um I can find myself getting emotional about things um I mean I watch a Netflix movie and I a horse dies and I'm bawling my head off (laughs) um yeah so it's just for me it's keeping up Keeping myself busy. I have to be a busy person. <laughs> uh huh. A lot of my
0: friends. Will. I think I lost you for a second. Can okay. you?
1: Repeat? We lost each other.
0: Yeah. Um. Can you repeat that? Your your friends. What did you say? Your friends. Oh,
1: a lot of my friends um, will attest to the fact that I have to be a busy person. Just it it just keeps me going every day being busy.
0: <laughs> Got to keep moving. <laughs> well. Yeah. Then. That's how great that, you know, you found your calling with uh, helping the locals out in their uh, time of need. How about your husband? How's, how's he been rolling with the, the whole thing? Has he been able to he keep himself busy or? Well, or my
1: husband, work? my husband is the cook in the family. So oh. um, I say I put on the quarantine 15 probably. He cooks a lot. He bakes a lot. He watches YouTube videos on cooking. Um, he helps me out here um you know but now we can't even do any painting cuz paint stores are closed and all that so kind of the maintenance things kind of came to a halt even and um but he keeps he keeps my belly happy so that's well, a good thing and that's
0: hugely valuable yeah i actually love to cook but he's the shopper prep cook and dishwasher so i just get the fun part of the cooking experience and <laughs> He does the rest. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's a huge blessing for sure to have uh, someone do all that and allows us to, to do what we're called to do. So that's great. Yeah. Well, awesome, Brenda. And um, I know you need to get started with your day, but I just was wondering, is there anything I didn't ask you that you'd like to share um, about, you know, maybe how this process has changed you or, you know, suggestions for anybody that's thinking about making a, a big move like that?
1: I think the biggest thing about making a big move like we did is to be prepared. Um, Don't, you know, some people have told me, oh, we came down here, we visited, we moved. We were in a different situation. We were self-employed. You know, we couldn't, we didn't have, you know, retirement fund per se, where people get their pension, you know, we've been self-employed our whole lives, so our investments were real estate, you know, and like I said, we bought our first property down here in 2006 as an investment. And, um, cause you know, we needed to think about retirement, but our big thing was we wanted to enjoy what we love, which is Isla while we could not when we couldn't walk and, you know, mm-hmm. couldn't hardly move. So we wanted the years to be able to enjoy it together. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what pushed us um, to make the final move. Okay. And you're happy with the result,
0: obviously. You guys are pretty happy here.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, You know, of course, you have your daily frustrations. I'm still working on my Spanish. My husband's Spanish is, you know, very small. (laughs) He depends on me for that. But, you know. (laughs) Riding around with Papua every morning in the taxi, we, I work on my Spanish, and um, it gives him a chance to work on his English, and we've learned to joke together, even in these trying times, and have some, some laughs together, and share stories, and yeah.
0: Sounds like a pretty nice, nice life.
1: I'm going to give you a little background on me and my husband. We dated in high school back in uh, 1979. Oh, no kidding. And we broke up for 17 years and we went, you know, we graduated from high school together. We broke up for 17 years and got back together after 17 years. And, um, we were 32 when we got married and, um, yeah. Wow. That's cool. We're going to have our 24th wedding anniversary this year. So. Well, congratulations. Yeah. I call it the comeback story. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny.
0: Well, thank you so much, Brenda. I really appreciate your time today and I'm uh, very, I'll be um, thrilled to to share this with uh, folks. And like I said, hopefully get you some additional uh, funds to work with to help out the locals. And I'll also make sure we put the uh, links to your properties. Um, if someone's interested in coming down. Um, for oh, place thank today, you so much. We'll promote that for you. Yeah. Well.
1: And I just want to tell everyone that, you know, it. it might come to the point like with people we know and things like that um, you know it's going to get to the point where people are going to start getting their electricity cut off you're not going to be able to pay their rent you know not saying that we're going to have funds available for that but um, um, I will do everything in my power to help as many locals as I can and um, I know Feed Isla, Ruben everyone um marco who i've gotten to know juan who i've gotten to know who has a pantry table diff the government just everyone i think is just, just wants to work together to get through all of this
0: yeah and hopefully uh maybe it'll be coming to an end soon and we can get our yeah. our guests back here
1: hope and pray <laughs>
0: <laughs> we sure will all right my dear well you have a fantastic day and uh, I hope to see you in person again soon
1: yes you too when you run out of pickles let me know (laughs) (laughs) I sure will thanks dear
0: this episode of the overseas life redesign podcast was brought to you by our sponsors thanks for tuning in Did you love this episode of the Overseas Life Redesign podcast? Then please subscribe to our show and leave us a nice review. It's very much appreciated. We invite you to visit www.OverseasLifeRedesign.com. We'd also love for you to become part of our OLR
1: community on Facebook. Thank you for listening.